All right, all right, all right. Episode number, I think, 16. It's been a second, man. It's been a second. I think I've missed two weeks now. And I'm, oof, it's rough, man. Just kind of taking a break for Christmas, you know, kind of chilling. Uh, probably should have disclosed that prior, but I'm here. I'm talking about stuff. I don't know what we're talking about yet. I think we might talk about some dinosaurs. Man, I tell you what, the the raptor is probably one of the coolest dinosaurs. But they they were the size of chickens, you know? They weren't actually as big as they were in those movies, but they were the size of chickens. But the cool thing about them was is they were still as cool, right? They still had those claws. They still had like but they had feathers, you know. They were they were literally chickens, but they were they were pretty menacing, you know. They uh that was cool stuff, man. Um but I you know, I've been playing a lot of games here recently. I've been playing some Minecraft. Minecraft's great. That game has not gone anywhere. Um in terms of its popularity, which is a good good game to analyze, right? How did that game actually stay here for so long? Right. It's not a nostalgia thing. Um, it's not like a a thing where you feel like you have to play Minecraft. No, it's it's just there's no urge, there's no events that you urge you want to play it, but you just want to play it. It's very uh, it's occasional, you know, but it happens, and that's I can I think that's how they retain their customer base most of the time. If they just occasionally get them in there the problem is is that once you're in there you know there's not a dlc which is good it's good for people who want to do that but there's uh or don't want to buy it you know but they don't they don't make any money well they have the store now so i guess i guess they kind of do make a bit of money afterwards the problem originally with minecraft was is once they sold the game they wouldn't make any money so updates after that were just kind of it was it was hard to support, but now that now that uh, the store's in place, they can kind of support that without uh, having any issues. Um, one thing about Spotify, man, Spotify apparently is giving me free Spotify Premium. I don't know what from or why, um, because I have not paid for my Spotify Premium in like three months and I've still had it so that's an that's an interesting thing same with my Xbox gold so that's interesting too uh quite quite interesting uh I've been I tried to dabble in some call of duty the other day man I just can't I can't do that that's some oof rough stuff uh especially after playing Minecraft and Fortnite you try and get on call of duty man that's rough Right, sensitivity is way too wacky. You gotta like, ooh, it's rough. But you know, here lately on the side of like, what have I been developing and working on? Been uh, been working on my own blockchain, right, and uh, some other websites and stuff, just to kind of keep things fresh and you know I like working on apps so every now and then I'll just get on my computer and build an app right won't never release it or anything we just build a whole app and 
leave it. Yeah, I kind of got into the habit of that after I took, uh, I can't even remember what the class was called, but I took a coding class, and I kind of just kind of got into the habit of building something, never using it, but, I mean, it's not a great thing. You know, you have so much potential sitting there, just in a little file, you're like, wow, uh, I could really use this. No, I'm not going to. But the whole blockchain thing, that'll be interesting. Real excited for the book. I want, after this, I think I may make a storybook. Right? Like a, a children's book. The problem is, you gotta illustrate them, and that's, that's rough right there. But, uh, I, I'm thinking I might make like a, a children's book. Just, uh, just to kind of illustrate some of my stories instead of, uh, speaking it, it kind of, uh, but not every story could be put in there, so, maybe not, I don't know, I'm more interested, man, when I, when I got back from the Bahamas, I got off security and, uh, went up to the security guard and I said, I got drugs up my butt, you want to search? And, uh, she said, you need to get along before we gotta search you, and I was like, well, you can go ahead and search me, I got drugs up my butt. Which, um, they didn't end up searching me. But then that, that, you know, also at TSA one time, I forgot my name. And that's a rough one. You're right in front of the airport security, and you forget your name. That is, uh, that's a hard one. And all I was going to is Florida. I was going to Florida from Georgia, and, uh, forgot my own name, couldn't. Couldn't remember it, couldn't recall, and uh, ended up getting my mom. She was standing right there, and she was like, no, that's his name. I was like, yeah, that's my name. But it's, it's a little odd because that's not the first time that's happened. That's happened a couple times. I tell you what, airport security and train security in Europe is none. There is no security, right? And... The idea that traveling without security, it was so odd when I went over to Paris. It was it was kind of out there, right? Now, Paris is a very dirty city, right? And we're talking like dirty mentally and dirty physically. There's dirt everywhere. Um, or filth everywhere. It's not really dirt, dirt, but it's, it's filth, right? They got cigarette butts everywhere. They got all sorts of... Uh, mentally unclean billboards everywhere, so go with that, which kind of makes you think, like, dang, this would be like San Francisco or something, but it's definitely not. Um, There's no poop on the street, no sort of fecal matter anywhere, so that's good, but it's just a, oof. But taking the train over there, it only takes a couple minutes from London. Like, I think we got on, and then we got, like, a little plate of food, and then I just kind of sat there for another 20 minutes, and we were already off, and I was kind of upset, because that was a good, good train ride, so I just kind of wanted to keep sitting there, but, you know, it was over, and it was like, all right, man, I gotta, we gotta get up and go, and I tell you what, we sat in the, uh, the train station for a couple minutes, just, uh, just sitting there, and, uh, we ended up finding out that they have five guys over there. Man, we went to five guys later that night. If 
Five Guys is big over there, man. They got security guards and everything, which is odd. But I think we went over there when they were about to start the riots, and they were, like, preparing for them and stuff. I'm, I'm thinking now, looking back on it, that that's what was happening, not anything like uh, they just have to have security guards there. But I tell you what, London, London versus Paris, London beats it every single time, every single time without hesitation, you know, with no competition. London's nice, you know. They keep that city very, very clean. Um, now it's still got like the old London vibe to it, right? It's it's London, but it's very clean compared to uh, Paris, and it's definitely a more dark, grim city than uh, Paris. But you know, that's just. That's the kind of vibe that you're in. It's it's rainy. It's raining a whole lot more in London than Paris. I I think it rained on us about half the time we were there. And then in Paris, I don't even think it did rain. Maybe once. So there's that. And the, the plane ride, man. The plane ride. I didn't go to sleep on either of the plane rides. Um, which that's a rough one because it's like twelve or thirteen hours. So I just didn't go to sleep. Um, for that whole time. I didn't do anything either. I just kind of stared at the screen, but there was nothing really planned too good, so just kind of a, a rough trip overall on uh, the staying awake part. Should have went to sleep, but I don't know, man. I, I, I got trouble sleeping on them planes, and I like being able to get up and go, right? And then I went back to the snack area. I grabbed like a bunch of pretzels and shoved them in my bag, and we left. But, uh, been, uh, working on the turbo kit for the car. Uh, that's, that's gonna be interesting, man. I, I gotta make the downpipe. That'll be, that'll be something. Gotta have some more adapters. There's probably three or four more adapters I gotta order. But other than that, it's pretty much done. Just bolt it on and get up out of there. Another bad thing is the intercooler piping. That's gotta be custom made and... I mean, I got the kit, but, man, it's just, that's a rough one. It's all rough. Uh, but, you know, that's the cost of getting a 400-horsepower Ford Focus, which could just go get the RS and you got it, but, hey, whatever. It don't matter much to me. I kind of like the SE. So just go ahead and build it out all the way. Get it done. And, uh... I think might start working on an actual fitting for that dual that dual tip exhaust. You know, right now it's kind of fake, but I might be able to route some piping around and uh, figure it out somehow. I'm not entirely sure, but we can figure it out. It ain't gonna be impossible. Uh. The main challenge to all this is the transmission. The transmission is junk in all these cars, so, you know, we just got to pray it don't, uh, don't blow up the second I put this turbo in here. I think it'll be okay for a little bit till I can get a manual in there. Just don't flat out everywhere I go, so that'll be a challenge. Turn the boost down to, like, one pound. <laughs> End up with less horsepower. Um... 
the bad thing is I'm gonna have to get the tune redone for it uh, in order to uh, I guess adapt uh, not really the just adapt everything to have boost and that'll be real fun uh, just a good good little challenge but other than other than that I, I think the car is almost done you know I, I kind of want to do a sound system up in that sucker uh, get it looking real good uh, clean keep it in the trunk for sure but other than that I, th I think it's almost done I'm thinking next year I probably won't do too much to it just uh, or I guess that's this year wow it's the first whoa it's 2024 just had that realization right here on the podcast. Wow, this is rough, man. It's rough. It's rough because, uh, you know, for the first couple of weeks, I'm, it's going to be a struggle writing down the, the number of the year or typing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's about the only struggle. It's just another day, you know? Just another day, another dollar. Another dollar in my pocket. But, oh, and also, I can go to the bank. Um, I can go tomorrow, maybe, after work. Been working on some painting stuff, and this is great. I tell you what, there was this one time I was out on a campsite, and I found a shopping cart. We also found some pumpkins. And, uh, you know, the typical shenanigans that two, I guess, probably 12, 13-year-olds would do is quite immense so we took the shopping cart and the pumpkins and we put the pumpkins in the shopping cart we ended up smashing them and then we drove the shopping cart into the water they were telling us stories about somebody who drowned drowned like that but uh we didn't really listen we just went on about our business and continued on about things i'll tell you what this show's production has almost no quality to it none that's whatever, but I just keep dropping stuff, and it's, I ain't even going to try and edit it out. It's just too too difficult. Too much to go in there, because here's the thing with editing. It ends up nice, but it doesn't take away from my message on the show. right? Or If I edit it, it's not going to enhance my message, right? So the point of the show is to deliver a message, not to deliver some pretty bouquet of audio you know I'm not an editor I'm a talker I'm a yapper so I'll just sit here and yap for 20-30 minutes and see how it ends up and typically speaking I'll go on some really really random rants man I've gone on some really crazy stuff I tell you what I can't stand how some of those ethical concerned people will be concerned about the ethics of a company Go tell people about the bad stuff that they do or sue them if it's illegal. And in the case that they don't, you know, it, it doesn't affect the general populace, the general population does not care about the ethical concerns that you tried to raise, you know. A lot of people think it's messed up, but it's just how everything works. A lot of people just don't care because if the company is doing something unethical, Typically speaking, that means that they can get the product for cheaper because they're doing unethical things to lower their cost. Now, that could basically ensure that they're increasing their profits, but it, it also would 
you know, raise the idea that they can lower their prices a good bit. And if they lower their prices a bit, well, then that's better for the consumer. So you have to think about it like, is, is the consumer going to benefit here? or And if the consumer is going to benefit in, by the usage of unethical business matters, then typically speaking, the consumer won't care about it because they're benefiting, right? It's like asking a politician who's corrupt to fight corruption. They don't care because they're doing it, and they're gonna, they're gonna act like they're doing it the whole time, you know. So, and I'm excited for the new F1 season. That'll be great. That will be absolutely fantastic. I'm excited to see Max win. All right, and I've been on that Red Bull kick because you know I saw him win. I think I saw him win. I can't remember which race I like first watched him win. Uh, this year, or 2023, uh, but when I watched it happen, I went and grabbed the Red Bull, and I'm like, dang, this tastes good. You know, I learned that it only takes eight cents for Red Bull to produce a can of 8.4 fluid ounce of, you know, their signature Red Bull, and then they go sell it for three dollars. So they, or no, they, they only have, they have a very low, I think it's lower than eight cents. We're going to go ahead and pull that up. We're going to go ahead and see. It is $0.09 cents, uh, per can, and it's recommended retail selling point of three fifty nine in America. So that is that is interesting. That's a crazy markup, man. That's That's... It's actually kind of wild, you know. Uh, pretty much ten cents once you factor. I'm sure once you factor in total distribution and stuff, it's about ten cents a can uh, to produce. That now that doesn't call that doesn't account for like uh, you know shipping or anything. That just gets it produced in the factory. And I do believe that Red Bull owns their own factories. So that's that would be a large contributor to them making enhanced profits as they just own the production uh, system, which is probably one of the best business things to ever, just strategies to ever really be put into use, right? Own your production, right? Instead of having or be your production, do your own production. That's why, like, people who just do production, they end up making more. But if they were able to do something like Rebel and they were able to make their own production, plus make their own, design the product, plus make more products, plus market it, they do all these different things, then they could probably make a whole lot more. they make a billion-dollar company, you know? And the amount of billion-dollar companies out there is ridiculous. And a lot of people think it's crazy, crazy hard. But a lot of them will start like three years, and then boom, they're worth a billion dollars. Why? Because they just had a good idea and were able to pitch it. That's the whole thing, is you have a good idea and you're able to pitch it. Half the time, most investors don't even care if you can execute. They just want the idea, right? They'll have you replaced. But if they can execute, or they can f find someone who can execute... 
and then they just invest in your idea, then, you know, you could end up with a billion-dollar company. Or, on the flip side, they could invest in you because you're you. Not because of your idea, but just because you as a person, right? Maybe you're famous, or maybe you're just known for making good business moves, but they could just be doing that, you know? Or it could just be another reason of, you know, of a personal reason. Oh, I'm doing this because you're my family. Oh, I'm doing this because you're my friend. All that stuff right there is possible when you're looking for investment. You got to think about that. Um, I don't think I really go into. I do. No, I do. I do go into a business investment, like private business investment, in my book. Uh, I mean, when I tell you this is a short book, this is a short book, man. Like I think we're shooting for a hundred pages here. And it's, you know, all size 14 font, I think, is what we're sitting at. So, yeah, and it's, like, pocket size, too. Uh, I think. Six. It's not really pocket size. It's, it's okay, you know. It's a book, but it's only 100 pages. It'd be kind of cool to make it, like, really, really pocket size, but I think once you get too small, it's just too small. Um... I'm excited for that. January 11th, we got 10 days, 10 days until the book releases, and that will be an exciting day, uh, my first book. So I hope, I hope to release more podcast episodes prior to that, but other than that, that is episode 16 of the ADHD Chronicles. Hope you enjoyed. I hope you check out my book once I have a link. I don't have one right now, but once I do, I will, I will announce said link and i hope you check it out thank you for tuning in tuning in tuning in's funny you know i kind of like doing all that like it's almost like corny because you see like all those old youtubers like oh thanks for tuning in but it's just kind of like yeah thanks for tuning in man why not you know you yeah thanks for uh listening to me yap you know that's that's the main point here thanks for listening to me yap and i'm doing it again you know i'm just yapping talking about thanking you for tuning in you know but now you you're probably already gone i hope you enjoy your spotify